Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You got your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow now, is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host Eddie Trunk. Hey everyone, it's Eddie Trunk, and this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening, downloading, wherever you do so. Much appreciated. As I tell you every week, the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk Podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show, which is Trunk Nation. It's heard daily, Monday through Friday on volume. Channel 106, live, 2 to 4 Eastern. Nightly replays, 10 to midnight Eastern. Anything you want, anytime you want on the Sirius XM app. If you're in the U.S. or Canada and you're not already listening to me daily, on volume, please come on board on Sirius XM because you're only getting a tiny taste of what I do on a daily basis on the radio show if you only check out the podcast. This week, a fun show, and I've done this in the past, always a good time, to uh, bring in two good friends, Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz. The rhythm section of Slash's band, The Conspirators, they also play with a bunch of different artists as well, and they are both Canadian. And they are both huge fans of Canadian music and Canadian bands. They actually have a band together called Tuke, where they play Canadian artists and pay tribute to them. So occasionally, I like to do Canadian-themed shows because there's so many artists that were really big in Canada that never quite made it in America. And it's fun to get some insights uh, from guys who lived it with those bands because they grew up listening to them and hear what the callers have to say and hear what Brent and Todd have to say when we get into discussing all the great rock music that was generated in Canada and maybe fell between the cracks that we are not aware of here in the U.S. And of course, on the radio show, I have a ton of listeners in Canada. Some of them chimed in as well. I do this show from time to time. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, both Brent and Todd join me in person in my home in Las Vegas and my studio there. And this is how that conversation went, celebrating and discussing Canadian rock. That's what we have for you 
on this week's podcast. <laughs> These are my like the my Vegas go-to guys. Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns are here. Good to see you, gentlemen. Good to be here. Welcome to the Vegas abode. You act like we haven't been like crashing in your spare room the whole time. <laughs> Eddie, I left my house 10 minutes ago and made it to your... You're that your, close? It, it's the best. Yeah, yeah look at this. Well, how long have I talked about this and all the hangs that we've had and the late nights that we had doing rock geek talk? I said, I'm going to get a place there one of these days. I'm going to do shows from there. Here we are. The dream realized. The Mm -hmm. bluff has been called. (laughs) (laughs) And now you guys are like, oh, shit, he's in town again. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's not special anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I got got stuff going. I get away from this freaking guy. There's nothing left to talk about. There's nothing left. We've we've talked about it all. That's what I told our our mutual buddy, Ron Mancuso, at the always phenomenal bootlegger. Yes. Because for years when I came here, we would always, you know, we get the boys together, mm-hmm. you guys, and we yep. get big group and hang out the bootlegger all night. Yeah, and I'd plug in my iPod and play Blue Murder or whatever we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Ron would always like feel the need that when I was here, like let's rally the troops, call yep. the guys, and and I loved it. We had yeah. But I said to Ron the other night, I'm going, you know, I'm going to be here a lot now. You don't have to do that every time. Yes. I don't expect that every time. I know people have their own lives. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like with me coming here a few times a year was like, okay, yeah, let's all get together. But now it's going to, you're going to be sick of me. So, <laughs> no, you know, never, you're good. You, everyone just go about their business and hopefully we get together when it works of out. Of course. Because yeah. I've been hitting you both up and you've both been busy. I know you're getting ready to get uh, go out with Slash soon. Yes. But I know yeah. you guys all kinds of, before we get into all the, Deep Canadian stuff. And look at my phones. They're jammed with people <laughs> oh, wanting wow. to hit you with Canadian bands. Oh, here they go. They're <laughs> going to be- try and test us. I know. Be- before we get into all of that, above and beyond the Slash record, which I've heard the whole record, I yeah. really do love it. I oh, really I'm glad do. to hear that. Great. And then the tour dates are announced starting mm-hmm. like here, kind of, right? Don't you start uh, on the West? We start, I think, Portland, U- Utah, maybe. It's West Coast. It's West Coast. Stuff. West. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's a good run, right? Yeah, you get great. across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Will you be here when we play or will you be in New York? That's the question. Um, well, mm. my preference is always to be here, of course, mm. but I don't know because I have a Monsters of Rock cruise in February and I don't know how it falls around your date and my schedule, but okay. hopefully I can do both would be mm-hmm. would be great. So Beacon we'll see theater. what happens. It'll be the Beacon Theater back east, so that'd be cool. And here, where are you playing? House of Blues? Virgin. Oh, Virgin. Yeah. Formerly the Hard Rock. The Joint. Or I saw Journey the other night. Oh, Mm, there you go. I haven't been to the new whatever it is. They didn't change much in the live room. No, Pretty much the the same feel of the live room. But the rest of the place, as you know, is is quite different. Mm -hmm. So the Slash stuff is coming. And I know I got something lined up in early February with Slash, actually, to promote everything. Great. Um, So he'll do the heavy lifting on that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because he's not going to want to talk about Kiss trivia. No, he's not going to talk about... Canadian Rock. Yeah, he's not going to want to talk about... uh, Street heart, which <laughs> oh, I, I Fitz is wearing the there's shirt. There's method to the madness. Yeah. There's a reason yeah, I brought the, the street heart shirt came prepared. to the interview. Because there's always going to be a connection, and we could talk about all it. All right, so yeah. before we get to all of this stuff, which is going to be great, I uh, just want to make sure that you guys, because you all do stuff. You do stuff together. You have two together, obviously. Yep. Bruce Kulik was here yesterday. Yeah. You're both, along with Zach Throne, playing yep. his show mm-hmm. here on the 30th, which I'm so psyched for. Yeah. Because, yeah. of course, I'm banned from the Kiss Cruise, so the only way I'll be able to see this, <laughs> I think Bruce is doing this on just land for just for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Because he's been saying, he's like, you got to see it. And he's always sending me the YouTube clips. I go, well, do one on land, because I'll throw me overboard if I go on that thing. <laughs> So now you are at Vamped on the 30th, and Bruce was here yesterday talking a lot about that, obviously. 
But so above and beyond those things, uh, Todd, you just did a solo show here. Yeah, yeah. So so what 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 do you guys? I want to get individually anything you want to hit before we go and dive into the Canadian world. Well, there's nothing really that much individual. Most of what we seem to do seems to be together. So uh, you know, I had a birthday party. That's what that was. So Vamp sort of you know had me booked for a, a show and just sort of called it a birthday party. And okay, and I just got some friends and we jammed. And then and then the night goes by and I'm like ah I forgot to call Fitz up. It was just chaos. Zach got up. Yeah. That's uh, like, you that's never like saw time. you never saw more songs compacted into medleys <laughs> than the night you did that. I mean, that was yeah. genius how you did that. But it was just like I mean the Rush medleys were pretty pretty uh, epic back in the day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but yeah. no Rush wasn't going from Donny Iris to, <laughs> to, to Billy Squire. To Billy Squire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. It was a fun night. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And actually, that's generally how those nights would go back, especially playing around Vegas. It would just be like you'd be playing something and you go, and Zach and I were really good at this. And then all of a sudden, he'd start playing something else that kind of has this kind of riff. And we'd, if you could bounce off guys, you can really kind of go a long time doing this kind of stuff. Actually, it happens with Bruce all the time, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I know you played bass on a record that uh, a, a friend um, who I'm going to be seeing like very soon is has come. I don't know if it's he's announced oh. his records coming out. I don't out. think we're allowed to talk like, about that. So we yeah. probably can't talk yeah, about yeah. it. But it is awesome. Have you heard it yet? Yes. Yeah, it's he's, great. He's played me some at deafening volume <laughs> <laughs> while singing every word an oh, inch from my face. Of course he did. We'll yes, leave him yeah. nameless, but yeah, <laughs> but every record he's ever made, he's delivered to me in that way. It's not, here's a file, listen. <laughs> no, no. It's, yeah. let, me be, let me be an inch from your face with spit <laughs> spewing as I sing lyrics while you, you know, but, but that's... But that's it's great, right? Uh, it's great. Really good. Yeah, it, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. producer, uh, very... Ama- did an amazing. You're killing job. me. Who is it? <laughs> we'll talk about it. And we can cone of silence. Like yeah, we get yeah, smart exactly. We're not down right now. He will kill us. Yeah. yeah. And and Brent, what do you? You were playing with the Guess Who, right? Are you still doing the Guess Who? I think I've been on this COVID replacement guy tour. <laughs> <laughs> we both seriously. Have. It's been a, an interesting year because a lot of tours that have been going out and functioning under a COVID bubble have had you know success, and then the odd time, it's sometimes there's a guy that does get COVID vaccinated or whatever, but or it's border crossing stuff border crossing yeah so i've uh, in a strange way been getting last minute phone calls can you get on a plane tomorrow and i did that a couple times with the guess who i went up to alaska i went up to washington dc recently with them playing keyboards i I do actually play keyboards bass or drums in that band crazy how's that for crazy and uh and one of my hometown you know heroes the band you know it's from winnipeg where i'm from and uh and then i just went out with my old Former former band that I was in back in in the two thousands, Theory of a Dead Man. Yeah, and you I were actually, in that band. I yeah. was. That's about fourteen years ago. I and didn't know that. Yeah, one of my dearest friends, Joe Dandino, is now the drummer. And uh, I had just uh, it was an, again another recent call where unfortunately um, Joe and you know had got COVID, and they said, "Look, we'll, we'll quarantine if you don't mind coming out for a few shows." Um, and then as soon as he's you know okay uh he'll come back so that's what i did i just played a few shows flew out i just my luggage hadn't even it was sitting at the front of my my, my front door coming off the kiss cruise and i didn't even <laughs> unpack and two days later i got a call hey can you jump on the road again so this has been what i've been doing lately but if you and and i know todd you played with steven adler you've been jumping around playing with some people i too, got right? the call with Cor- uh, Corey taylor too so oh, Corey taylor yeah, that was mm-hmm. a 24-hour turnaround can you be at house of blues tomorrow night you know here yeah and i was like 
like tomorrow? <laughs> I guess. And then I did two shows with Corey, and then uh, and I done some stuff with Stephen because that was a that wasn't really fill in. Yeah, I was filling in because I don't know where Tanya Tanya's now. She's White joined Snake. White Snake, yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah. that's a whole other mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. You know, just it was it's you know this post COVID thing has just been sort of like sure, yeah, it sounds like fun. Let's go do that. But yeah. look, if you think about it, and and obviously we all wish this COVID thing would go away, but it's seemingly not. It's think you know yeah when i say post-covid i mean yeah it's just post lockdown well, well at least we're moving again yeah, but yeah, yeah there's definitely still yeah. issues i mean hailstorm and evanescence just bailed on their last five shows I the other day to Will Hunt mm-hmm. yesterday about that yeah, yeah. so yeah. there's definitely still issues out there but both of you are great musicians and versatile musicians and can sing and play a variety of instruments and are pros People in your position, yeah, you. I would imagine you got the bat phone handy because <laughs> there are a lot of bands that are looking for and want to have a a fill in alternate sub on standby. A few have called us, you know, in a, in, a, in preparation for just in case, yeah, sort of, and sort of like, can you guys be? But they kind of make it like we should just be sitting at home, like like right. like, like, like a fireman. Like I'm just gonna like just jump. Let's like, see some retainer. Otherwise, yeah, You want to talk retainer? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. standing by. I'm otherwise, available. luck yeah. of the draw. Yeah, you know, exactly. first come first serve. If I'm home, I'm home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's either that. It's either having like a ringer ready to jump in for anyone, or it's. The other thing I'm seeing is uh, they make sure somebody on the crew, like the guitar tech or drum tech, right. knows to how to play sure. that show if yeah. they need to. Because yeah. look at like with ZZ Top, the guitar tech jumped in like oh, I know. two days later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tommy Thayer, he was way ahead of the curve. Well, yeah, he was. He, he actually <laughs> created. He like, created that. He yeah, set yeah, the yeah, template, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he's he's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. He yeah, really yeah, yeah. was the he's benchmark just kind of like for right that. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. So. You're all busy. That's the bottom line. You've been mm-hmm. busy and, yeah. and good stuff going on, but you're getting ready to hone in on Slashland, yes. which I know you got to be really happy about. Well, it's actually right now. It's all Bruce. It's all '80s Kiss in my brain. I don't know about you, but then and then it's sort of like, oh right, you know, as soon as I get home from Christmas, it's going to be time to. I actually talked to Slash the other day. I go, do you have any idea what you want to play yet? <laughs> I, I, you know, we haven't played any of those songs in years, and I'm like. Okay, every once once in a while, I'll go. Yeah, I think I'm around to play that one, and then a title will come up. I go, which one is that now? So it is kind of like you know, at least that's refreshing. We we recorded the record, we know the songs. It's just a matter of kind of refreshing. It's not like you're learning Corey Taylor's set in 24 hours. Yeah. which is a whole other animal, you know. Yeah, I talked to Slash after I listened to the record, and I told him how much I liked the record, and he said to me, uh, he goes, I had to put it down and get away from it. He goes because it's killing me because. I want it to be out and I want to yeah. go play it. Yeah. He goes, and I, it was torturous to keep hearing it. And so he goes, I, I just put it on the shelf because I want to forget about it until it's actually going to come out. Can you imagine out. what lockdown was like for that oh, guy? Oh, God. <laughs> can't even imagine. Like of all the people I knew, I just kept thinking, oh, he's got to be climbing the wall. Yeah, I checked in with him a couple times for that <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, just was like, you know, how you doing, yeah. bro? You know, you need another Aerosmith bootleg? I got one for you. you something to do? Or he's just... in full Jack Nicholson in the shining mode. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Well, we'll look forward to the, the Slash stuff coming. And like, like these guys said, if you happen to be in Vegas on the 30th, you've got, uh, you've got a special gig with Bruce, who was here yesterday. If you didn't hear the show yesterday with Bruce Kulik, you can go back, listen to it on the app. But we covered a lot of what he's going to be doing there with these guys. And, of course, our mutual friend, Zach Throne. Zach is out of town 
Zach actually is getting back to town tonight when I'm leaving tonight. So oh, we're like bummer. ships passing. I think it was strategic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reference what I said earlier. You know, oh, Jesus, this guy's here again. Yeah. He goes back east while you're here. Yeah. And then he comes, yeah. They yeah. love me when I didn't live here, but now I'm here. It's like, fuck, again, Trunk is here? Oh, God. No. So anyway, uh, let's 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 dig in now. The, the impetus for this is, for those that don't know, you all, among the many bands you have and things yes. you do, the both of you, you had you started a band called Tuke, T O Q U E. Yes. Um, Brent, would you like to give the overview of the story of Tuke real quickly? Um, well, I think he the, doesn't do anything really quickly. No. Just kidding. <laughs> it, well, just, I just want to get him involved yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a little yeah, quiet. Yeah. So. You know, if we want to talk about Canadian and the, the whole idea, it was basically an excuse to put a band together with all my friends that came from the same neighborhood as myself and. Just so happens we all have been playing together for years and years, but we didn't actually start the band as kids. Like Todd actually for years had a band, Age of Electric from Canada. With I mentioned his brother, it before you got here. Which mm. is sort of like one of the greatest things you could have is a family member and friends that you grew up with. And, you know, like certain bands that we all loved growing up who were, you know, Aerosmith, bands who were playing together, you know, from, from their early days. And I always was envious of that because I put bands together over the years and played with I love playing with lots of different people, but I always had a certain connection to all my friends growing up in Canada, specifically in the prairies where we were all from. Did you guys know each other in Canada? Only in passing. So you guys got to be friends when you when you were here in Vegas. You guys connected no, really in Vegas? Late teens. Yeah, yeah. Our bands were across Canada circuit playing bars in our Two late ships teens. passing in the night. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of casually knew each other. Yeah. Knew each other and I always I always remember, you know, like that Fucking Todd Kearns guy's got one of the greatest voices. And, you know, Age of Electric was a very cool band. And I wasn't in the band. I had my own band. But, Which you know, was called what? Uh, I had a band called Seventh Heaven. Basically, we, we thought we were Blue Murder and White oh, Snake right? and Journey. We were really into a lot of that MTV, you know, 80s sort of hard rock stuff that had great melodies and, and keyboards and so stuff. So let me ask you they this They were real way quick. better than us. Le- wait, let me, well, let me jump in on this because <laughs> this ties into what we're about to do with the callers, actually. Yeah. So... I mentioned your band, Todd, Age of Electric, which yeah. was, a, you had hits in Canada, right? Yep. You had success, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yep. And that is the classic story of, of maybe a little bit of what we're going to get into today, because I constantly get calls from my Canadian audience sure, yeah. that say, you know, did you, you don't know about Santers or this or that. And I'm like, <laughs> no, because they didn't happen yeah. in America. Yeah. Right. You're, you actually were in a band yeah. because, to, correct me if I'm wrong, but Age of Electric, not on the radar in the U.S., right? No, the weirdest thing for us was that we had management and label out of New York. And then, yeah, well, it's, it's a long story, but... Everything just kept coming out in Canada. We we couldn't get stuff released in the states, so we would come down in the states. But what ends up happening with a lot of these bands, and we'll get into that deeper later on. Trooper, uh, a lot of these bigger bands in Canada were so successful in Canada that it became harder playing hockey arenas in Canada. Now let's go down and play at the bowling alley right. in Philadelphia. You know, it just became it became harder and harder to do that. So 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 Brent was your band. Like Age of Electric, did you have hits? Did you have success in Canada with that band? No, nope, no, nope, we were. Um, Fitz moved to LA so so early on to to do that thing to do but, Union. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that was actually my first introduction to to being in the states in California and starting a new thing. Being, <laughs> it's funny. I just saw John Karabi, my singer from Union, the other day here right. in town here, and we were talking because back in the early days, in that would have been nineteen ninety six when i first met bruce and john and it was 
Bruce from Kiss, John Karabi from Motley Crue, Jamie Hunting, our bass player, who had you know done lots of different gigs, David Lee Roth and Eddie Money and whatnot. But really, when I had moved to L.A. in 96, I was some guy from Canada. That was yeah, sort yeah. of like the joke. <laughs> and that's the funny thing is... I didn't your really... credit under your, <laughs> under <laughs> your name, Brett Fitz, some guy yeah. from Canada. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but the bands I had played with in Canada, which was Streetheart, for example, one of the last bands I was in, uh, touring across Canada after this Seventh Heaven band that I started when I first met Todd. But a lot of those bands hadn't resonated down in the States. So I kind of started at Ground Zero again, starting that new band. And I just sort of built my career up after moving to LA in 96. So everything I did in Canada was a buildup so I could eventually move. I had a, you know, a master plan, probably going to move to New York, maybe LA. I wasn't sure. I started in Toronto. And here's a great story. I In 95, thought, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to get out of Winnipeg. I had toured across the country for years and years since my you know late 80s. And I went to Toronto, and I thought, I'm going to look for some connection to this city that's going to make me move there and start over. And the only experience I had was I was you know hanging out in clubs and you know I'd go to Sam the record man every day whatever I was doing to you know just walk in the streets of Toronto um, I ran into Gil Moore at mm. some club that was my from only Triumph. connection Triumph from Triumph yeah and I and I was like that was the only person I actually you know connected with and and had a a quick you know hang but it wasn't it didn't speak to me and and then I I went to the Nam show the you know music trade show in early 96 and the second i i landed and i walked into that you know convention center with all these thousands of instruments and people i actually met bruce kulick that day and a whole bunch of other people rick nielsen from cheap trick and you know it was like my wow. head was spinning i saw all these famous people that i was influenced by and that was like the start of the new thing so again i had a whole new rebirth of a new career thing moving to la and starting a new band but i can tell you this the whole time this was like I was playing with people I, I respected and, you know, I, I had grown up as a Kiss fan, Motley Crue fan and, and all that. But in the back of my mind, I always still loved my brothers from back home in the prairies, guys like Todd. And there were so many great musicians, like tons of great bands. And all the stuff that Todd and I grew up on was that was my influences. And yeah. when I moved to L.A., you know, I'm this Canadian guy that has all this this backstory of all this great, you know, rush and stuff that we grew up on, too. But but when I moved to L.A., it was interesting because a lot of people would be who I met, they were always, they were always saying, and, and I thought it was surprising, like, man, you, like, you can really play. And I thought, you know, everybody that I grew up with in Canada could sing, play their instrument well, knew a ton of songs, and, and had done their time, you know, playing in clubs and, and getting their, their, you know, like a lot of stage time together. So, so in some weird way, I always had a master plan, like, I got to put a band together with all my, my buddies from back home. And that's how, like, whatever it is, 20 years later, <laughs> yeah. Tuke is a realized thing, even though Todd and I have done a million other things together in different bands, been around the planet thousands of times. So so it kind of comes full circle. And Tuke, we should tell people, so Tuke was started originally as a band to pay tribute to Canadian bands that you grew up loving. Sure. But since then, you guys have made original music yeah. with the group, which mm -hmm. yeah. is really good stuff as well. And uh, and Joel, I'll give you a heads up. If you can search online and find something, let's bump out with it when we go to our top of the hour. And it's spelled T-O-Q-U-E. Toque is a hat or something like that? It's a French word, yeah. It's basically like a, a beanie or a wool cap. Uh, you would call it down here. Basically, the, the kids on South Park with the pom-pom, that's what that was. We call that a toque. Bob right. and Doug McKenzie reference, too, yeah, right. back yeah. in the day. All right, give me a song that if Joel's searching right now back in New York, 
Give one me of a, our songs? Yeah, a Tuke song, because we'll play never, a little going into the break. Never Enough For You would probably be good. All right, so f- Joel, look up Never Enough For You, and let's, uh, let's bump out with that. All right, cool. We'll do that. You'll Boom. hear you'll hear original music from Tuke as we go to break when we wrap up this segment. But um, so the idea was a tribute to the Canadian rock acts you loved. Yeah. And the record and you even re-recorded some of those songs from a mm-hmm. variety of artists. It started as a gag, really. I mean, we, we started doing these charity gigs back home. Someone would, would invite us back and, and Fitz goes, what if we just did all Canadian music? And I thought, that sounds like fun. Just like to totally change it up from like um, and then it was, you know, it was these guys that Chris Jericho was involved here, here and there. And, and eventually, like, we found, we brought, we dragged Corey Churko in, who was with Shania. Um, and then eventually we landed uh, Shane. And when I remember driving around Hollywood with Corey Churko, and he's playing the Queen City Kids, this band that was really only popular in, like, Saskatchewan and Manitoba, you know, like where we grew up. And I was just thinking to myself, this is such an amazing record. I'm sure you've had this experience, too, when you love something so much, but the general public just doesn't know it. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to record these songs and have people in South America or Japan go, that's a great song. And that's basically what we did. Yeah. So that kind of, that whole impetus kind of came from that idea of like, just recording those songs as a tribute and hopefully reaching more people. And I've, I, I can say I saw Tuke live because you guys played that NAMM show that I came That's to. That's right. That That's right. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. So you haven't done a lot of live shows with Tuke, have you, or am I mistaken? Have you in done Canada, a lot? In Canada, we've done a lot. Well, oh, actually, yeah? we didn't yeah. mention, but that was some of the other stuff that Todd and I were doing in the last couple of months was we were back and forth across you know, Canada mm-hmm. doing tons of PCR tests to get across the border. Yeah. And um, and doing shows up there, and some of them were interestingly socially distanced with good, like we did an outdoor festival, remember in yeah, Edmonton? Yeah. And they had tables. It was a big outdoor, like there was, I don't know, was there ten thousand like, people there? Zillions of tables. Like they had it sort of sort of out so you could only sit at these tables, which people did, but a lot of people came to the front. So, um, but then we just recently did a uh, a theater up there and and that kind of stuff. So we do play quite a lot as Duke in Canada. Yeah, the states it's a little it's a little more of a challenge. We did a we did Nashville not that long ago. We, we did, did go to Nashville. We that did was a, our first. We, we did a wedding uh, for <laughs> a Canadian friend of ours. Got married. And How much more Canadian? We went to a, <laughs> we played a wedding, and most of the people in in well, it was most invited of them there guests. Were Canadian, yeah. And but the the other band, one of your favorites. So our friend who had the wedding, in, he he hired two of his favorite bands, and the 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 first band, us, uh, Took, because he he's from Regina and he loves Queen City Kids and yeah. all these bands that we Street grew Heart. up on. So yeah. we were going to play all his favorite tunes. And the other band, Cheap Trick. <laughs> <laughs> what they his, played the wedding? Yeah. yeah, at his wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did yeah. a wedding with Cheap Trick. So we played with well Rick Robin and their sons at that night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom I- came out though. Tom Peterson was there. He, he, he played. Came, he played the encore. He did. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Sitting down. Yeah. It was a big deal. I was like, I was pretty emotional about it when I saw Tom. You know, I'm a fan. So, oh, of course. Come out. He played. You know, Off Eater Zane, and I was like, oh, dude. It was like, it was a really heavy night. Yeah. yeah. I just saw Cheap Trick for the first time. I know we tr- we can't really talk about Cheap Trick today because they're not Canadian, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Rockford, only day we can't talk about Cheap Rockford's Trick. Rockford's pretty far north. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But but uh, I just saw Cheap Trick at a festival or an event I did in. In Cancun that I was a host on. That's right. And they played, and it was the first time I've ever seen them without Tom. I know. Right. Well, actually, I saw them with John Brandt back in the day. Doesn't it seem weird, oh, yeah. like, standing back, like, 
40 feet and you go, wow, Tom looks great tonight. Yeah. Because <laughs> the boys, the boy looks young. And- yeah, yeah. I <laughs> saw them. With, well, I did see Cheap Trail. I mean, back in the day, I probably saw John Brandt. I probably saw a show with Pete Comita, actually, if I oh, think really? about it. Wow. Wow. But Tom's the guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it was so, like, when I got there, I, I went running backstage. I'm like, is Tom playing? And they're like, he's coming back in February. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. And then uh, Robin's son, who, I don't know if you guys realize this, has subbed for everyone in that band at one point. <laughs> I know, it's he crazy. subbed for Dax on drums. Did he? Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, wow. he did gigs because Dax's wife was having a kid and she had to leave. Uh, so he played drums with them. Wow. He played for Rick guitar sure. for them. And uh I, I don't think he's fronted the band for right. his son, but now he's playing for Tom. Yeah, that's so and crazy. uh you know I, I mean what a what a t- I mean between Dax, I told I said to Rick and Robin, I'm like do I feel a thing that's happening here? Like the Nielsen Xander cheap trick go on forever yeah, like exactly. deal. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're like, I don't know, you know, just, <laughs> but what talented uh, amazing, guys, yeah. you know, just amazing that they're the kid can sing too, Robin jr. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, they let him, I think he sang, sang down or, oh, down, or yeah, something yeah. when yeah. I went. Yeah. So yeah. So he's, I mean, Tom's the guy we want yeah. Tom back, of course. Uh, okay. But, RTZ, as they call him, just super talented. RTZ. And uh, yeah, yeah. they just got added to an event I'm doing next month in uh, in Key West called um, Rock Island cool. because Loverboy couldn't get into the country. Uh, There's the Canadian tie-in. Uh, so go. Cheap Trick just slotted in for Loverboy. Yep. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Um, all right, let's get into it now. Here's what we're going to do. We got an hour left, and I'm just going to go to the phones, and these folks are going to likely just hit you with Canadian bands, <laughs> and Bring we it. can say yay or nay or our thoughts, or sure, yeah. I, I'll say I heard of them or I haven't heard of them or what. So first up is Dan, who is in Delaware. Hey, Dan, you're on the air. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, hey, guys, awesome topic. Uh, 
I hope we could do this with Australia sometime, Eddie. Too lots of cool bands from Australia. I don't know a lot of Australians. Do we have any? We have any Australian ringers that we know that could midnight sit in? oil <laughs> in excess. In excess. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, as far as you're, you're my guys for this. So who would be the your your who could I get? Like oh, Australian like to musicians. sit in with oh, Andrew no. Stockdale from Andrew Wolf Stockdale, Mother. Sure, yeah, but yeah. he lives in Australia, so yeah. unless he's here, Toby Rand. You know? Do you know Toby Rand? No. He plays. Uh, he was on like. Rockstar in Excess, oddly enough, the TV show. But he's, oh. he's an L.A. guy. But he plays with, oddly enough, Gary Gary Beers from In Excess. He plays in a band with him. Gary's in L.A. We're getting way derailed <laughs> off the <laughs> Other Commonwealth Dan, countries, yeah. We'll yeah. Get to, maybe we'll get to Australia <laughs> one of these days. But go ahead, Dan, on your that Canadian stuff. <laughs> that was my fault. Okay. No, one no. of my favorite bands of the last 10 years, uh, The Dirty Nil from Dundas, Ontario. Oh, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome awesome band i uh, just saw them on their latest tour of the uh states uh, dirty mill the no. dirty mill i have not um, heard of them please check them out they do a great job of appealing to lots of different types of music fans um punk rock indie metal they love metal they do covers of hit the lights and unchained by van halen um, but they're but great, do they do originals? Check out. Do they do originals, Dan? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've got uh, three uh, full-length albums and a compilation of their early singles. It's they're really all right. Great. All right, thank you, Dan. I'm just going to move quick because we got a lot of calls and people. A lot of people want to shout out Canadian bands. Anybody have anything on Dirty Mill? I've never heard of. You them. know, I've I've uh, I'm familiar with the name and I, and somebody I know. Uh, is involved with them, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm not as familiar as I should be. All right, especially in the last ten years because I've been down here. Fitz is cheating. He's looking at Google. You can't do that. No, I'm, I'm on Spotify. Your Canadian That's what I do. I'm, I'm like, okay, here's a new cool band that I didn't know about. I'm there you go. Add to Spotify. And to to whoever's screening our calls, if you can, on, on their Canadian callers, put the city where they're calling from because uh, we'd like to hone in on where they're actually at. But Andrew is somewhere in Canada. Andrew, where are you calling from? London, Ontario. How are you guys? Uh, yeah. Good, Andrew. What, what's your band? Well, Todd and Brent, I need your help calling back in 1983. Here you go. You know it. Give me an R. Oh, come on, hometown, hometown London band. Yeah. Helix, all the way. Well, no, they're they're Kitchener. Helix is from oh, Kitchener. Kitchener, so we want to talk about Helix. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously known for Rock You, but to my American friends. Just remind them they got, uh, here's my top five Helix songs that are not Rock You. Uh, good mm. to the Last Drop, Deep Cuts Classic. the Knife, uh, Gimme, sure. Gimme, Good Love, and Kids Are All mm. Shaking in the USA, and their fantastic cover of Make Me Do Anything You Want. And, Wait a uh, minute. You didn't say Heavy Metal friend. Love. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> heavy Metal heavy Love, metal love is it's the not, biggest Helix song to me. <laughs> that's actually my favorite Helix album. <laughs> me, uh, heavy Metal Love is the biggest that Helix album song. Was called, that album is called No Rest oh, for the really? Wicked. Oh, really? Really? And I remember eventually there was an Aussie album called No Rest for the Wicked, and I right. called out like, there's a Helix album yes. called that. Yeah, Andrew, thank you for the Thanks, call. And, and, of course, uh, he mentioned Deep Cuts the Knife, which was a Helix ballad. Deep Cuts the Knife, yeah. Written by, or co-written by. Oh, here we go. I'm I getting really deep I don't here. I know this. But Bob Halligan oh, Jr. <gasps> right. 
Holy. who also had writing credits on Screaming for Vengeance on like oh, Take These yeah. Chains and all that stuff. Right, right. Yep. And, and Icon stuff, which I love. Icon, again, not Canadian, either Priest, but I get, but Halligan Jr. was like the go-to song doctor around that period for hard rock bands. There you go. Yeah. Had some big success with them. Okay, really quick too. Let's mention with Helix, they also had a song called does a fool ever learn? Does, Does a, a fool, fool ever, ever learn? learn? That was on the same. Todd and I can no, play no, no. it right now. Um, and that was written by uh, the dude that wrote "Hits Hit Me with Your Best Shot." Is it that guy? Eddie uh, Eddie, Eddie Schwartz. Schwartz. That's right. Oh, yeah. is that a right? A Toronto songwriter dude who had many hits with other artists and had a solo thing, kind of like Desmond Child. Always, you know, had his own thing, but wrote a lot of hit songs. Helix Helix had one of the back when they were in Rocky came out. They did one of the greatest radio marketing moves ever because I was, was my early days working in radio. But they did, they went in and they re-recorded, they had Brian Vollmer go in and go, like, okay, so say the radio station was um, KVEG, right, for Vegas, like, and, and uh, you know, they, they went in and cut a version of the song. Give me a K! Give me a V! Give me a G! Give me a G! What does it spell? Rock you! And every radio tool in the country who, of course, loved to get yeah. sucked up to, sure, like, yeah, here's yeah. Helix singing about my station rocking you. And it was, But it was brilliant because brilliant, instead yeah. of doing, like, an ID, like, Hey, it's Brian from Helix. You're listening to yeah, no. it was Give it was a like guy. a version of the yeah. song that had its intro of the call letters of the station. Incredible! So right. very very smart marketing. I'll never forget that because of course the station I worked at at the time was like all in on it. Yeah, yeah let's do yeah, it. Yeah. So and, and real quick, useless trivia. But the bass player from Streetheart, Spider. That's right. He plays Todd. on Rock You. Played <laughs> yeah, bass on that song. Oh, on that really? Song, yeah. yeah. As like a ghost thing, or he was in the band? Studio guy. Studio guy. And he yeah. played on um, Life is a Highway, Tom Cochran. Yeah, probably the greatest Canadian bass player. I mean, obviously, Getty Lee gets mentioned all the time, but uh, Spider. Spider's in Loverboy now. Is oh, is that right? Yeah, he's been and he for is years, definitely yeah. should be on that so list. So when you see that, oh, you're not going to see the No, they can't get in. They had a cancer. the American equivalent. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Real quick, again, we could go down a thousand rabbit holes as you and the three of us always do. But when you talk about ghost musicians, Bruce Kulick with a revelation yesterday on this show, a first time ever reveal that he did not play guitar, the guitar solo on Every Time I Look at You from Revenge. What? Who played guitar on that? Dick Wagner. No way. What? Bruce made a first-time reveal yesterday on the Don't show. You love he gave how me an exclusive. Any, any record Bob Ezrin does somehow, Dick gets the but call. But that's why. I, <laughs> that's how it came up. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I said to Bruce, we were talking about revenge, and I said he talked about how much he liked working with uh, Ezrin. Mm-hmm. But I said Ezrin. Well, here's the Canadian tie-in. Ezrin's Canadian. Ezrin's Canadian. Mm-hmm. I said. I said, but Ezrin is notorious for Taskmaster and and calling in a ringer, his guy. You know Dick Wagner on on most of it, mm-hmm. if if the person wasn't getting what he wanted, mm. I said. And there's I go. Did did he try? Did he threaten that with you at all during Revenge? Wow. And Bruce just took right in the chair. You see, and said, <laughs> and I go. Well, I've never talked about this, but I'm going to make a little reveal on your show. And I go, what? Wow. And he said, yeah. He, and and Bruce said it wasn't because he wasn't getting it, but. Ezra decided he wanted another take, and and Dick Wagner was in the studio next to me. He goes, just do it and. And and wow. it's so that's it, you know. Wow, there you go. Mm. So there's there's there was a little nugget from yesterday's show for the hardcore Kiss fan. Let's go to Greg in Toronto. Hey, Greg, you're on the air. Hey guys, uh, I was lucky enough to see Age of Electric. I think they played Lee's Palace up here, if memory sure. serves. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great show. Um, uh, two bands, two hard rock bands from the '70s from Toronto that. Um, 
I just love them. They're both on Polydor Records, Moxie yeah. and Gatto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 totally. Those are two and yeah, uh, both pillars of that era of of Canadian rock for sure. Moxie, Absolutely. I've heard of. Who was the other one? Mike Reno was in uh, Moxie, Moxie you know? and Gatto. Yes, he was Mike Reno, who went on to be in Loverboy, right. was from Moxie. That's all. Um, and they, and they still exist in some fashion today. We know some of the guys that play in it. Yeah, Moxie, Moxie was one of those. Yeah, bands I think the guy from Slick Triumph. Toxic is in Moxie now. You're right. Yeah. I think Nick sings for them. Nick, now, yeah. yeah, and our friend yeah, Rob does. Robbins on guitar. But they're they're like Triumph. Uh, Triumph. They had um, a massive following in like Texas. Yeah, yeah Moxie yeah. is still Actually, huge down in Texas. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Rush and Triumph and Gatto and Moxie all did really well down in Texas for some reason. And uh, so yeah, one interesting fact about uh, Moxie was the, uh, the, they did a show. It was either Houston or Dallas, and uh, the mm-hmm. first ever ACDC show in America was them supporting Moxie. And wow. then when um, when uh, Bon Scott passed away the first person that they went to to replace him was Bud Sherman from Moxie. And he turned wow. it down because he didn't want to, he didn't want to uh, lose his gig in Moxie because they thought they were going to be huge. So he missed out on that opportunity. Unfortunately, he did uh, get killed. In yeah. Right. Motorcycle. I mean, hey, Greg, but, uh, Greg, real quick, Greg, who, who yeah. is the other band though? You said Gatto. Gatto. Yeah. How do you spell Gatto. them that? D O. Greg I don't know them. The bass player of you would you would love them, Greg. Eddie. P- play the song yeah, "Let That Lizard Loose." Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Greg. I'm going to let you go again because I'm just going to try to move quickly because there's so many calls and so little time here. But but um, Joel, if you can source this stuff when we go to breaks, then let me know. See if you can find that. Gado, G-O-D-D-O. Mm-hmm. What, let that lizard loose. Let the lizard loose. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg Godovitz was the name of the singer bass player, and so Godovitz, and they just called the band Godovitz. Oh, yeah. got it, got it. Okay, let's go to Vancouver. All right. Here's Patrick joining us now on Trunk Nation. Patrick, go ahead. Hi, gentlemen. Good to talk to you from Vancouver. All right. All right. Hey, Pat. Uh, I just want... I wanted to talk about uh, Harem Scarum, who has released 16 studio albums, still going strong. You don't get a lot of yep. traction in Canada. In fact, yep. in 2000, they had to release an album under the name Rubber, which fooled radio stations, and they got some play. Uh, mm. Some uh, reference point for Eddie, the drummer for Harem Scarum, Darren Smith, I know. the singer for Red yep. Dragon Cartel. I just wanted to know if uh, you know Todd's thoughts on them, and you know, if, if he uh, interacts with Harry Hess or played with Peter Lesperance. They're both brilliant. Well, we know Darren very well. We've talked to Darren quite often, actually. Yeah, uh, we're good he's friends. He's been around. But uh, yeah. they've always been one of those bands that we always really respected. It's weird, that Rubber record, was that because of the weird, like, 90s alternative era that they had to kind of pretend they weren't Harem Scarum or something? I can't remember what yeah, exactly they were still there. they were still big in Japan, but they couldn't draw flies, and no one was listening to a lot of rock <laughs> in Canada, flies. so they released it under Rubber, and they were getting uh, much music, and they had, you know, a couple top 40 singles with it. I remember that. That was kind of like a... A bit of a, a bit of a thing, yeah. No, Harem Scarum is a great band. Always have been. Harem Scarum, I'm aware, Patrick, oh, of uh, of Darren, and because I actually, um, and, and thanks, Patrick, for the call, because I actually have uh, Harem Scarum Darren. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I saw. So I saw. I hosted the first ever Red Dragon Cartel That's show right, at the Wizard. Darren had a very very rough night. We'll at leave a, it at yeah. that. Yeah, it was that, not yeah. a str- But but I defended him in the sense that I didn't. You know, everyone was calling for him to be let go immediately. I'm like, look, first time, because I didn't realize he was a drummer by trade, mm-hmm. and he had some nerves, I guess, being out there fronting the band, 
and he took it out by drinking way too much. And I, I said, you know, you should hang with him because I thought his voice was real good. And he did settle into the gig. I have not heard from Jake. I don't know what Jake's doing and if he's still doing the band. And he lives here, of course, but I just don't see him. By the way, we played on that record. Yeah. Todd oh, yeah. and I played a song. The first one? one? Uh, the first record. The Red one Dragon. Ronnie did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I played a bunch of drum tracks and Todd and I played together on one yeah. track together. And uh, so we, we left our stamp on that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's... Um, Let's go to George, and George is – George, are you in Ontario? I am in Niagara Falls, Ontario. That's correct, Eddie. Hello, Todd. Hey, Hello, George. Brent. And Hi. Uh, Todd Hi. absolutely had some big hits with, with with Ugly and Remote Control. Those were huge hits in Canada. And as you oh, mentioned, well, Brent played with the Guess Who, and he played with Streetheart and uh, Kenny Shields, who is no longer with us. He oh, was right. just as much of a, of a rock star than anybody who came from south of the border. I'm not usually yep. a fan of government overreach, but uh, Canadian content laws <laughs> made these guys just as much rock stars as anybody else. And uh, yep. yeah, I actually took uh, the afternoon off work to listen to this. Uh, I just hope people in America will listen to these bands, listen to Pagliario, listen to Lighthouse, Crowbar, The Forgotten Rebels, The Diodes, The Demics. I just wanted to wow. say thank you guys for making... Uh, you know, uh, for sharing this stuff, and I really appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing, Eddie, and I'll uh, I'll let you guys take it from here. Have a great afternoon. Oh, George, thank you, George, coming in with a, a laundry list of uh, <laughs> yeah, that was shout a, outs of Canadian bands, not one of which I've heard of. You never heard of Lighthouse? <laughs> Is Lighthouse like that yacht rock band? It's kind of yeah, yeah, full yacht rock. Sunny days, probably their sunny, sunny, sunny days. Oh, biggest hit, yeah. old school. Like yeah. that's like mom and dad. Yeah, those records, no, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I don't know. Yeah, if you I know probably that. you might know them. Uh, he's, he 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 was all over the map. Forgotten Rebels was a punk rock band. Um, who else did he mention? Crowbar, Crowbar, oh, yeah. Well, Crowbar's a U, there's a Crowbar U.S. band. Kirk Not Winslein. the metal band, right? Different one. Yeah. Okay, seventies. Yeah. What a rush! So yeah. somebody has a has a has a uh, an issue with copyright. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. Two rock bands called Crowbar. Well, there was a band called Bush um, that Dominic Triano from a version of the Guess Who had. Yeah. So when Bush came out of England, you know Gavin Rosdale's band, they had to be called Bush X in Canada because Dominic. He never copyright wrote the name, so Gavin so, got it before, or he just he, some, for some reason it, the fact that. That Dominic's band had used the name Bush in Canada. It had been somewhat uh, complicated. So Bush oh. just put out their records. So Gavin's Bush was called Bush X in Canada, which was complicated when people would say, have you heard Bush X? And you'd go, you mean Gavin Rosdale's band? It was very complicated. Oh. They eventually worked it out somehow, and it, then they were able to call it Bush. Which means somebody wrote a check to somebody. Somebody wrote a check. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all sort of, yeah. uh, this is Mike, who is in New York, joining us right now on our Canadian special with Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns. What's going on, Mike? Hey, guys. Big fan of you, Eddie. Big fan, Brent and Todd of Took, and a big fan of To Talk, your show. Love that oh, show. Cool. So um, I'm going to mention three bands. The first one features a guest of yours that was on To Talk, Greg Frazier, and that's Brighton Rock. Uh, oh, yeah. Three yeah. great albums. I know Brighton and, Rock. Yeah. yeah, and then importantly, uh, Greg has a new band called Storm Force that I think Eddie yes. would really yeah. love. Yeah, you um, dig those guys. And then uh, Lee Aaron, of course. I know you mm -hmm. heard of The Metal her. Queen. Come on. Yes. But she's got. Uh, she released a great new album in 2021, Radio On. So I would she encourage did. everyone yep. to yep. to check out her latest stuff. And then a band um, from Toronto called Sven Galley and um, their yeah, debut CD from 1992. Eddie, if you like Skid Row, you would love this CD. So and what um, was that album called? Sven Galley's album. I think it was uh, just under the influence. 
under yeah, the under influence. The influence. That's what it was, but, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, that was the hit song, I think, for sure. Yeah. yeah, what a groove yeah. in that. So maybe Tuke would think about uh, covering that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Everybody's it's making all their Tuke requests. <laughs> I, I'm still, thank you, Mike. I'm still waiting for a, I'm, I, I feel like you've been disrespecting the hatch. Where is the Coney hatch cover? How long cover? does it take to get how to the long, Coney hatch? I, you know, how long before I got to get Andy Kern on here to, I know, yeah. to beat you guys up a little bit? The hatch, you know, shake it. First time for everything. Devil's deck. There's not Devil's really a deck. bad. There's not a bad Coney hatch. Oh, my a bad. God. And, and we are friends with, with Don't Andy. Don't say make me. And Carl Dixon, actually. Oh, yeah. We're friends with both those guys. So it's yeah. like, it's it's a no-brainer. I think we I think what ended up happening was there was a, there was a huge camp campaign for like monkey bars and another campaign for hey operator and another campaign for devil's deck and we just all kind of went like and it just ended up going into white. so you're saying the problem with coney hatch is there's too there's many too good many. songs we'd have to do correct. an entire record dedicated to, Car- <laughs> to, to coney hatch yeah. oh, man. I, I that would love, be awesome actually. yeah that's a band that's a classic case of a band that i loved yeah. here in the u.s but i to you know, now for like about 40 years and counting, I'm still trying to get other people to know about them know. because they yeah. just are off the radar in the U.S. Well, but, they've been gone for a while. They, right. they, they still do stuff on occasion. They did some stuff over COVID. Just uh, They put a record out a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's great. And I saw the stream they did from the Elma Combo yeah. that, yeah. That, that they had. Yeah. So, they yeah, they get together every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's one. And real quick on Lee Aaron. So my point of reference for Lee Aaron uh, for, as, as an American is that in the early days of music video, before maybe even MTV existed, we used to have a local cable channel throughout New York called U68. And they used to do something called the U68 Power Hour where they would show an hour of music videos. Mm-hmm. And they must they must have played the Metal Queen video. I remember, never forget it because at the end she's in that skimpy outfit and the bird lands on her arm or That's whatever. Right. Yeah, 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 and yeah. and I was, you know, I was like 16 or 17. <laughs> I'm like, this is the fucking greatest thing ever. <laughs> and then I went to the store and I bought the metal, the Lee Aaron record, which I believe was on Attic Records, yeah, if I'm I not mistaken. Because so. yeah, 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 I had definitely. to buy it as an import. And uh, that's my that you know Lee Aaron had a moment in America 100%. right at that time, um, but it didn't go beyond that, unfortunately. All right, so many calls, so many Canadian bands, so much to cover. Brent Fitz and Todd <laughs> Kearns here. You can see them on tour with Slash coming up in February. Hear them on the new coming album from Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, called Four. These would be two of the Conspirators here with us right now. And again, a bunch of other projects that they have going. We talked about it earlier, but Tuke being one of those projects, they're, they're Canadian, initially Canadian tribute band, but now actually a band of original music as well. And we're talking about and celebrating Canadian artists. We have so many great listeners of this show from Canada. I'm so glad that we broadcast to Canada every day as well. So it's great to give a little nod to you folks and uh, get you involved in the show. But any Canadian bands you want to shout out are cool. You don't have to be from Canada to call, but... I expect a lot of people from Canada checking in, just like Fred, who is in Calgary, who is next up. Hey, Fred. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, good. Calgary, all right. Yeah, I saw, used to see you guys at the Livewire Electric. Oh, my God. No way. We just recently stayed at the Carriage House in Tuke. And it was this oh. most surreal experience. <laughs> and the live wire is not yeah. there. The live wire is not there no. anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Frankie and Johnny's. They're all long gone. They're all gone. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I remember you guys doing uh, Saturday Night Bay City Rollers. Oh yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. Uh, yeah hey, Fred, what's your band? What's your band? Because we got a ton of calls. We just got to move it along. So, what do you got? You betcha. Um, Kickaxe. Love that band. And I was just oh, wondering yeah. if uh, either of you guys know what's up with George Kristen these days, or do you do you know him at all? That's you know, always the million dollar question. Uh, again, Took related. One of our Vancouver shows. Yeah. George Kristen came. We were playing for it was during the Junos, the Canadian you know Juno Awards, mm. and we did a, a sort of a a night, an industry night. This was maybe two or three years ago, Todd. Yep. And there was a who's who in the audience. I mean, and we had a actually Took turned into a jam night with. Um, do you remember uh, Paul Dean from Loverboy was playing? Yeah. Uh, Pat Stewart, who plays drums for Brian Adams, uh, a bunch of guys got up on stage, yeah. and George just happened to be in the audience. And I walked out, and he goes, "Hey, man, great job!" And you and he looks exactly like George Christian from Kickaxe, so it's kind of like you know. And Chris Jericho and all of our friends are obsessed with Kickaxe. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised it took this long to finally get to Kickaxe because whenever we're hanging out talking about Canadian rock, Kickaxe always comes up. So they were uh, a band out of Regina, Saskatchewan, not far from where I'm from, who went on to get like. They opened. Was it Defenders of the Faith or Screaming? Oh, Defenders? they had a moment yeah. in America. Yeah. They, they certainly they were did. on Pasha. Pasha. Yeah, yes. Spencer Proffer's thing. Yeah. Yes, and the one video they had a big elaborate video at the time, and the song was on the road to rock. Yes, That's rock. Yeah, That's yeah. the one. So they had like you know, Brighton Rock like a half a second in America. Right. Yeah. Kickaxe maybe like a full second in yeah. America. <laughs> and again, but when I say this, I'm not disparaging these bands in any way. No, I'm just no, talking no. about their level of mark that they made or impact. That to they be made. honest, that. Pasha whole conversation is 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 such a dubious one. I don't know what what happened with that stuff because all those bands that signed on that deal, uh, they all seem to get re- taken for a ride. It seemed like to us, bands like Streetheart did a record, uh, Dancing with Danger, around that around that same for Pasha camp. Yeah. Well, here do you want Spencer. Do you want to go record, for the Kiss yeah. trivia question real quick that relates to the shirt I'm wearing, Streetheart, and and a Kickaxe reference? So, well, I know I know Dancing with Danger that Ace did on one of his records was yeah. a Streetheart song. There you yeah. go. I know that, and that's probably related to a Pasha thing and a Spencer Proffer produced record, and that some of those songs ended up on other people's records. Now, if Chris Jericho was sitting with us right here, we would totally go down the rabbit hole. The whole Kickaxe references to. The songs that they all kick acts had songs that went on to be King Cobra, Wasp, Hunger. Yeah, the song oh, Hunger by wow. King Cobra Hunger, is a yeah. kick act song. Yeah, uh, also Piece of the Rock on that record. But I don't know how the there's some dubious things, some shady things, shady things in the music business. Yeah, Get no out figure. of here! That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, crazy yeah, talk, yeah, Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop with that. So the writing credits and all that, we're never quite sure how that all worked. So well, but, the uh, biggest thing that came out of that camp that we're talking about, which interestingly is not in Canada, that was Southern California, hmm. Pasha Studios. But the biggest thing that came out of that was Quiet Riot, Metal Health. Of course, that of course. was the that's the the landmark record from that whole situation there so when i saw quiet riot on the big tour kickaxe was the first band on the bill and white snake was the middle band around the slided in era and i saw that in winnipeg it's a good bill about 83 84 wow interesting okay let's get to uh just trying to get the people waiting a long time but we'll go as quick as we can max in florida go ahead max hey thanks for having me on i just want to mention really quickly a band that means the world to me they're one of the first bands that got me into music and they happen to be from oakville ontario and that's saga and uh yeah ah. didn't you play in saga brand no i, I no. thought you did something with saga i, I would have loved to actually no. recently in the last couple of years because of covid they had some shows and i actually did get a phone call from 
their management saying, hey, um, the drummer, because, you know, probably was in Europe, and they asked, hey, would you be able to? But we actually had a Took show. So, um, but funny story of Todd gave, remember Todd gave, you gave Slash the, uh, the Took record one day, and you were, we were at, we were working on songs in LA, and yeah. I remember, uh, what did he say to you? Like he had it in his car or something? Was that a saga song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he didn't want to like it, but he actually goes, that was really good. I, you know, well, I, he's, always, well, he's always very impressed with Corey's guitar playing. Yeah. Or as they're called where I come from, Saga. <laughs> saga. So is it on the lo- was it on the, on loose, the loose that you yeah. guys did? Yeah, yeah, of course. So Max, thanks for the call, Max. So on the loose was it? Saga Huge. was that's pretty a radio big staple here. in that's America. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, they have they had one or two big songs mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I actually had Michael Sadler on this show mm. because I broadcast a couple times from the Progressive Rock Cruise, Cruise to the Edge, okay. and Saga was on it sure. one year, and um, I, I I grabbed him and he came on and we chatted for a bit. Nice guy, and uh, I think at the time he was actually like a last minute addition to the cruise, but they're still out doing stuff. Oh yeah, they're still doing stuff. There's a Helix reference because I think. Brent Dorner, or there's the Dorner brothers. One of the Dorners that was the drummer later on in oh, Saga really? wow. from Helix, who was the guitar player in Helix. There oh, all right, all right. Uh, my buddy Izzy Presley's listening. Howdy. We got to get him Izzy. in here. Hey. Is master. <laughs> Good day, eh? <laughs> Izzy, you're not Canadian. You just live close to Canada. I am from. Minnesota, and that is basically South Canada. And I got my North Star <laughs> in the back seat, so I'm good. Bobby Smith. Do you, yep. you, do you wait, hold on. Is as as Canadians, do you acknowledge somebody from Minnesota? We do. <laughs> sure. you, these honoraries? It's the same is he, accent. Izzy yeah. has actually been at the uh, one of the yearly Can Am parties that we have out here. Canadian Jeff, uh, Red Cup Jeff puts on. So you so you let him we, in? Yeah, you, of course you, you have yeah, to. Yeah. Right, and right. he does own a toque, and he calls it a toque. All right, is what's your band? Well, uh, just really quick um, about the Kiss conversation yesterday about the Sphinx, Leon. They did use Leon on the Revenge tour in Europe before they came back to the states. So just had to get yeah, that Bruce out mentioned of the way. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, non sequitur. There uh, is. We're on Canada today. <laughs> Give me the Canadian band. I got a thousand people ready here. I know. I know. It'd be really quick. I got two quick ones. Um, First of all, the Canadian Huey Lewis, Doucette, and Mama Let the Boy Put It to Rock and Roll. Great song. And of course, yep. the Kings with that classic Switch and Glide. Oh, yeah. And by the, the way, yes. that was Bob yeah. Ezrin's first ever production. Did you know that? Which one? That I didn't know. The Kings. Kings. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I'm pretty sure, and we can look that up, but I'm pretty sure Ezrin told me that. The okay. first thing wow. Ezrin ever worked on production-wise or had a credit on, among the first, if not the first, is the King Switch into Glide. Switch into Great Glide song. Is, is a staple still to this day up there, yeah. Izzy, do you know if that's the case with Ezrin? I do not. That is uh, new information to me. Joel, Joel, Google that for me. Google uh, the Kings, K-I-N-G-S, and let me know if, if Ezrin is credited as the producer. If he is, or look at Ez- Ezrin's discography, and I would bet that that's the case. Izzy, you know what? It sounds like you're driving, which is encouraging, considering your car blew up a couple weeks ago. Are, do you have a car again? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, the engine got replaced, and I am currently driving. Uh, I'm with uh, Dawson from the Corolla Show. What's up, truck? Hey. <laughs> and uh, we are heading to Brea for a couple uh, Corolla um, uh, uh, live shows that he's uh, filming. So. Cool. The fact that you're now are you in Dawson's car, or do you actually get your car fixed? 
I, I am driving my golf cart, yes. Oh, good for you. Well, I'm glad oh, that you were able to reinvigorate the Prius. <laughs> hearing hearing road noise around you is a good thing because yes, you had yeah. car drama, so I'm glad you're driving. <laughs> I'm back on the road. Well, thank you. I know you got a lot of callers. I'll scoot out, but uh, thank you guys. And take off. <laughs> See you guys. Drive Bye, safe. Is. There he goes, the one and only Izzy Presley. Um, <laughs> by the way, speaking of uh, regular listeners of this, I, we got to – uh, we got to get. I got to get um, uh, Richard Christie, who is a daily listener of this show. When he heard you were coming on, he had some bands that he wanted me to hit you with. Hold on a second. Uh, he said Took Rules. Nice to hear. Uh, he says that um, I was wondering if they are fans of Canadian metal bands. Here we go. Infernal Majesty. Infernal Majesty. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I don't. Fan. Fitz is shaking his head. No. It's off my radar. And their masterpiece album, None Shall Defy. Wow. I discovered them on the Much Music Pepsi Power Hour in 87. Uh, yeah, okay. That's probably where I've seen that before. They are really heavy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it sounds like there's a, that would yeah. be Richard's thing. Uh, he says they even had a contest on Power Hour to draw the cover art, None Shall Defy, before it was released. I was 12 years old and drew a dinosaur and sent it in. Whoa. I'm looking on spot of it. This looks super heavy. And are you fans of FUBAR? Fubar, of course, ah, the yeah. Movie. yeah. The best Canadian metal Christmas movie ever, according <laughs> yeah. to Richard Christie. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, yeah. I didn't know that was a separate designation, <laughs> Canadian Christmas movie. <laughs> like, who knew that? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so much stuff flying around here. This is awesome. Brent Fitz, Todd Kearns here, talking Canadian rock. A few more calls here, shouting out some Canadian bands. And we'll go to Trace in Alberta right now. Hey, Trace. Where in Alberta? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi. Trace, where in Alberta? Todd wants to know. Uh, Medicine Hat, just uh, outside of Calgary. Awesome. Know it well. Todd probably remembers Medicine Hat. He used to play here with Smash LA all the time with Johnny. I got got fired from Medicine Hat once. (laughs) That's a whole other story. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I remember you guys playing here. I was a DJ at Cotton Jenny's, and... Uh, would play the songs in between sets, and there was a bar fight that broke out, and we ended up sitting on the stage drinking beer and watching the bar fight. Uh, I've done that on many occasions. <laughs> that sounds very Medicine Hat. <laughs> yeah. Trace, give us your band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's a few actually. Uh, um, I would want to know if there's any wild stories with you and Smash LA, and then uh, like Moxie got their start down in the states, and Eddie might you might answer uh, have an answer for this. But do you remember Moxie making a big splash up in the New York area? I know they were kind of popular down in uh, Texas, Texas. And then there's like Tease yeah. as well. Tease. That's, um, that's actually an, another Canadian band. Tease. Tease were, right. were, they, doing, were they glammy? They were kind of glammy. They're, they're doing a show uh, coming up, I saw somewhere. There's a, actually, a they're, uh, if I can yeah. interrupt, they're actually just, they were actually in, uh, just announced as a, a rock Rock on the Lake tour that's happening in that's Saskatoon. Yeah. And they're actually one of the bands that are actually going to be performing on there. Wow. See, so the reason why I think I know, uh, thank you, Trace. The reason why I think I know Tease is because uh, Derek Oliver in the UK has a, a, a CD reissue label that I love called Rock Candy Records. Okay. And I believe he was the old writer for Kerrang! And Derek, I believe, sure. reissued the Tease record I think recently. Might be right. I think I saw that get issued. Moxie's come up a couple times. I'm aware of the name, but I really don't know the music, if I'm being honest. And I forgot to mention, Joel, did you find out on the Kings if Ezrin, if that is indeed the case? 
Were you able to look that up? I should have looked it up myself. During yeah, the break, he does but... have he does have a bunch of credits uh, for the Kings. Uh, don't let me I'm know. Pre- there you go. I'm pretty yep. sure Bob Ezrin's first production was was the Kings. Record. When they play that song, it's always the this beat goes on is the first half, and then it's switching to glide is the second. They're connected those two songs. Yeah, yeah right. So whenever yeah. you hear them on the radio, yeah. great song though. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to uh, let's see. Just so many calls here. This is. Well, Mark in Michigan, we covered Street Heart already uh, to some degree. Here's Brad in Manitoba. Hey, Brad. All right, man. Hometown. Hey, Hometown. how's it going, guys? Brad. <laughs> Winnipeg or where? You where and I got are some you? mutual where friends. Where are you calling from? Uh, Qu- uh, McGregor. McGregor. McGregor, oh, Manitoba. I know. Wow. I know. Yeah. yeah, just outside the Portage. Mm-hmm. There you go. So what do yeah. you got, Brad? So- uh, Queen City Kids and a mutual friend of ours, Jeff Neal and uh, Lou Petrovich. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He's digging deep. Queen City Kids I'm not familiar yeah. with. I'll, I know that's come up a couple gotta times. You've got to make him like a mixtape. Yeah. Would I yeah. like him? You guys know my taste. <laughs> They're straight like rock and roll. Um, I always say it's kind of cheap trick, kind of. I'm not sure. Alex had a really like really loud voice. I think you'd like it. The songs are really strong. Palpable like ACDC in a, in a sense of like just good catchy gritty rocks but a bit more poppy really definitely more yeah. poppy yeah. how uh what year are we talking that they were early 80s okay yeah. Yeah. first two records yeah. like 81 and still 80. active or no 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 not really no. all right but we've covered them in two there's two songs on our records there's a song called dance which is probably one of my favorite yep. songs that i grew up on mm-hmm. still a radio staple and um and down again mm-hmm. and we play those nightly those are our staples in the uh in the toque set thank you brad for the call here's jim in oregon hey jim hey guys so um uh the the i've, I've mentioned this band eddie a couple times and and he hadn't heard of them i'm curious if you've heard of them to me they are like a canadian iron maiden have you guys heard of unleash the archers no. I've heard that name, Unleash the Archers. Wow. Spotify, Fitz is going to the, to the phone. the phone, yeah. <laughs> well, I like to be impressed with a new band. Right. Is that so, old so school? I'm trying to think when that was from. What, they, they are from Vancouver, British Columbia. So okay, I'm, okay. I'm in Oregon. They, they, came down and, they came down and played a little festival in my hometown and just like blew me away. And I'm like, they're like my number one band. So I'll just throw out one that. song. Check out the song Good called following. Apex. It's total, total Iron Maiden vibes. It's it's just it's cool. they're a really cool band, so yeah. All right, Jim, consider it noted. Yeah, we're getting turned on to some. Brent, some yeah, Brent's bits. on his phone right now, looking it up. Making his list. Here's oh, uh, here's Todd in Florida. Hey, Todd. Hey, this band is from um, Calgary, and I don't know how big they actually were in Canada because they weren't big here in the states. But um, Zucker Baby was the name of the band. Yeah, that's so funny. I just I the guitar that. player. The guitar player Reed is a very good friend of mine. He's actually the godfather of my oldest daughter. Um, but I just talked oh, nice. to him the other day. We, yeah, we uh, we go way back. He was actually in a band called Smash Alley that or Smash LA that that other cat was talking about. Um, oh, yeah, right no, on. we're very good friends. Think... Zucker Baby was a was a really cool kind of pop power pop band that came out in the nineties. Yeah, Zucker yeah, Baby Z U C K E R Sugar mm-hmm. Baby in German basically is what it means. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I would, would I'll definitely – yeah, it sounds like the kind of thing I'd be into. I'll definitely check him out. Thank you for the call, Todd. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Uh, let's go to Chris, who is in Ontario. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good, eh? Good, Chris. What do you got? 
Good. I was going to mention uh, Saga, but you guys brought them up. And uh, I was also going to mention Unleashed the Archers, which the previous caller just mentioned. And i got to agree uh, with him. Brittany Slays has an amazing voice. She's right up there with Lizzie Hale and Maria Brink and uh, many other awesome female vocalists on uh, hard rock and heavy metal side. But two others I wanted to mention was Harlequin and uh, yeah. David Wilcox. Nobody ever talked about David Wilcox. David Will- he's a very underrated. Uh, he's David Wilcox was kind of like I suppose like a David Lindley type uh, guitar mm-hmm. guy, yeah. Bl- kind of bluesy kind of guy. And then um, I'm sorry, what was the other Harlequin? You Harlequin. guys covered. We Didn't cover you do Harlequin. A, you yeah. Took, yeah. did a cover. A Harlequin, Harlequin song. A, Harlequin you blew is, me up on Harlequin once. That's right. Me <laughs> on that. That's why I remember him. Harlequin is a staple of Canadian uh, rock. They got several like just real mainstream kind of rock hits. Great guitar player. Great songs. Uh, uh, Jack Douglas produced those the, the first record. Jack Is that Douglas, right? In uh, fact, every time Todd and I have the pleasure of running into Jack Douglas, usually who has done Aerosmith and, and a Cheap bunch Trick, of Cheap Trick, all these so great much records great records. I had him on the show for like two hours recently. We, we always, always give yeah. we wave the, the Harlequin flag, and he thanks us. He's and like, he's well, like, thanks what? for acknowledging those records because they're great <laughs> and they're produced by Jack Douglas, and they were done in New York, and they were on Epic. They had a real chance, those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think? Uh, and we'll, we'll grab a few more here before we we wrap it. But but why do you think? There are, like, just in the time that we've done this show so far, the vast majority of these bands I don't know and have never heard of, and I'm as deep of a rock geek as you can get, at least from a U.S. perspective. Why do you think all this stuff is so off the radar here? Do you think it's label stuff? Do you think it's politics? Do you think, as you mentioned, Brent, the... um, I've talked about this before. The content laws, or, or caller mentioned the content laws in yep, Canada, yep. meaning a certain percentage has to be Canadian stuff. He also called it a government overreach. Well, go over, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's true. But wh- what do you think it is? Like, why do you think so much, you know, American Manager. Canada so close? It didn't get over the border. But you, know Manager. you know what else is funny, though? Because Manager. When I was in Finland, I was doing a run with Michael Monroe. And when you're just in a place long enough and they start talking about they just name a band that you're supposed to know because they're really popular there, and you go, I've never heard of that. Um, it's almost like regionally, like we could we could talk to a person from Sweden or Australia or wherever, and there will be bands from those areas that are massive over there that we will never be familiar with. So there is a certain amount of that, but there is a lot to do with the actual business aspect, managers and stuff like that as well. I think, I mean, if you want to bring up Bruce Allen, manager from Vancouver, who started in the BTO days you know as still manages brian adams forever yeah okay so let's mention brian adams and the huge success of him as an international artist being from canada and having bruce allen as his manager also just before him was Loverboy, who did have success in the states as a canadian band where streetheart who was basically similar band members that were streetheart started initially and then paul dean and matt fournette from Streetheart went on to form Loverboy, mm-hmm. correct? And having Bruce Allen as their manager certainly had some sort of influence in the States. Bruce Allen has managed uh, Michael Buble over the years, and I mean, many other great artists. And uh, Ray Daniels uh, managing Rush, another very you know successful management team with that band. So I don't know. I mean, all these bands that we love, I would like to say that there has to be some extra thing in who was also championing the band up, right you know in in a in on a on a business level yeah here's jody from winnipeg hey jody hey guys how's it going um hey jody i wanted to mention, wanted to mention pumps and orphans <laughs> which are kind of say again what's the name 
The Pumps and Orphan pumps? from Winnipeg. The Pumps yes. and yes. Orphan. Wait a second. They were called The Pumps, so just to be clear. The there was pumps. a band called The yeah. Pumps, and then they changed their name to Orphan. Well, they basically reformed yeah. as Orphan. Mm-hmm. And both well, versions are... Yeah, both the singers the same. The, they're both yeah. like amazing in their own in their own right. Again, Orphan had a real chance too. They recorded at the Power Station in New York, and, and great story from Orphan, real quick. So John Bon Jovi, before he was, uh, you know, a, a recording he was success, just, he was just Tony Bon Jovi's uh, nephew at the yep, time. Yeah, they did it at Tony Bon Jovi's studio, the the Orphan record, Lonely at Night, and um, and our friend Howard, who was there during the sessions, has been our sound guy in Tuke. And he said that John Bon Jovi was around in those days and really took a liking to Chris Bergafney, the singer, and the songs. And Orphan, wow. you know, had, you know, huge success regionally for Todd and I in the prairies. Mm-hmm. But they actually recorded their record in New York with under Tony Bon Jovi and all, all that, and yet still didn't have that push in the States. Mm. But John Bon Jovi probably, t- you could ask probably John today and say, hey, do you remember that band Orphan that recorded? And he would probably go, oh, that was a great band. You know, yeah. the funny so, thing is I was 14 and I snuck into a bar. The first bar, I, you know, time I snuck in to watch a band, it was Orphan. Is that right? And I remember them Where playing I, at the at the A4 in Saskatoon on 2nd Avenue. Yeah. And they played oh, okay. uh, I Am the Walrus. I rem- That's all I remember being like, kind of like, just kind of like blown away, and then the next time I saw them, they were pl- opening for a band at a opening for Platinum Blonde, oddly enough, in a theater, and it was like, oh, these guys are huge now. And then the next year, well, I I, I like I mean I loved you and Age of Electric. I loved Aphrodisiac Smile, which I wish that you guys oh, would do more. Oh, and we did the last time. you for years, <laughs> but I do want to mention one thing: you cannot be Canadian without mentioning Stomp and Tom. Of course, Stompin' Tom Connors. The, do you know that? Help yeah. me out on that one too, because I'm a, <laughs> there's the I'm just the dumb American here Stompin listening Tom, to all of this. Stompin' Tom Connors. There's the hockey song. If you watch any hockey game, even here in Vegas, they will play the hockey song. Yes. Oh, yeah. the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. Anyway, he's this he's this sort of country folk artist. They called him Stompin' Tom because he was constantly stomping, and he was just <laughs> from back east, had an accent, and he had these wacky songs and. He's a legend. He's gone now, but he was he's a legend back. there for. He's the best. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jody. Appreciate your call. Man, Let's, she, uh, she knew her Canadian rock. Yeah, yeah. She Bill did. in Toronto. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, I'm just mentioning a uh, three-piece out of Windsor, Ontario, called the Tea Party. They're. Uh, oh, oh yeah. And, yep. And, we just uh, released a. We, they just released a new single, and I and I happened to sing on it. Oddly enough, yeah. Look they're, at that. They're, they're old friends of mine. Yeah, I love those guys. I've heard of that band, and they did. Ha- Thank you, Bill. They did have a quick moment here in the U.S. on radio. I they do were remember managed by Ray Daniels. I remember they yeah. had a moment yeah. there. Michael. Michael's in North Carolina. Hey, Michael. Hey, Eddie. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, I wanted to throw out there. Um, I Mother Earth. Um, they yeah, were oh, yeah. in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was supposed to catch them with Dream Theater uh, back in the early 90s oh, wow. on the Image and Words uh, tour, but they dropped out and really hadn't been heard from since. I think they've made like one other album, but you catch that first album and sonically it's just a friggin' masterpiece, man. It's just really, really groovy. I think that might be a Brendan O'Brien record. Yeah, I do know yeah. that record. Yeah. I do know yeah. that band. I have that somewhere on yeah. CD. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. And how about Jamie in Alberta? Jamie? Hello. Hey, guys. Where are in Alberta? Yeah, Slapbridge. Ah, perfect. Hey, hey Jamie. L.A. Yeah, North. yeah. Slapbridge, <laughs> 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 Alberta. Yeah. Jamie, I got hey, about hey, 60 seconds. Go ahead. They're from Calgary. Breaker? Don't know him. Yeah. Breaker from Calgary. They actually opened up for Motley Crue in, like, I think, 82 when they were in Alberta. 
Wow, oh. that name sounds familiar. I bet you I know some of the guys from that band. Wow, you have, yeah. uh, Jamie, you have the distinction of, of maybe being our last caller and having stumped Fitz and Kearns. <laughs> because when you said that, they literally just looked at each other and shrugged their shoulders. That's the first time that's happened in Breaker. the show. Hmm, that's hmm. interesting. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah, they got a four-song four EP from 82. It's oh, pretty good. okay. Sure. Well, that's, that's you're digging pretty deep there. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. <laughs> going to YouTube right now. And they weren't that's signed right. or anything, yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, they were together yeah, for yeah. two weeks. And my uh, friends' band. Yeah, they were friends. You get that <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah, too. Yeah. But yeah, um, you guys ever heard of this band Rush at all? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah, they're from. Uh, uh, they're Toronto. from uh, Toronto. Three guys. Uh, yeah. uh, but man, this is so much fun. And I gotta say, I know schedule permitting, but I think we got to make this like. I when I'm so. working from Vegas, yeah, a, yeah. a monthly, every other month so. occurrence. Yeah, yeah. I'm always I'm blown away by like guys from like Florida and you know Oregon and all these places. Well, Oregon I, I could see because bands used to into Washington or Oregon. Canadian bands will spill over. Yeah, yeah. And the East Coast, too. That's what happens over there, too. Before I call it, I got 60 seconds. Anything you want to plug real quick? Tuke, anything? I know we'll cover the Slash stuff with Slash soon, and that's coming, but... I guess just December shows. 30th. Looking forward to the December 30th show. Yeah. December 30th, Todd, Brent, yep. Zach Throne, Bruce, Bruce Kulik, Kulik doing the 80s Kiss stuff here in Vegas at Vamped. It, it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you coming by. Thanks, Eddie. Well, thanks to Brad Fitz and Todd Kearns. I can tell you that after that show aired, Sebastian Bach, who also grew up in Canada, listened to the show and had issues with some bands not being mentioned that he wanted to mention. Because since that show happened, the, uh, the, the uh, performance that Todd and Brent did with Bruce Kulick happened. Brent did not play the show because he ended up getting covid However, he uh, was replaced on that show by Eric Singer. But the show that you heard them referencing that they had coming up with Bruce Kulick did in fact happen. Sebastian and I went to that show. And uh, afterwards, Sebastian confronted Todd and said, you forgot this band and that band. Point being is the next time we do that Canadian roundtable deal, Sebastian may very well be the third person sitting in with us, which no doubt will be a lot of fun. But it was great getting into stuff with those guys. Great talk there. Great discussion. Great remembering of some Canadian acts. And we will do that from time to time here on uh, the podcast and, of course, where it originated on Trunk Nation on Volume. Thank you for listening. Follow on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook. EddieTrunk.com is the website. I'm on Cameo as well if you're interested in that. And, um... Yeah, catch me on the radio every day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back next Thursday with another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around with nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.